Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Well, we hit the 9 o'clock hour in style. Sarah Cazell takes us through our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata with Social Studies. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you doing this morning, guys? Hello. Doing good. (sighs) Feeling the vibes on this Monday morning? Feeling the energy? Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha. That felt very authentic. Very, yeah. Very real. Uh, yeah. We're all trying to manufacture uh, it. Uh, yeah. Mondays yeah. are not the hardest. I think Tuesdays. Speak for yourself, Ferret. You find Monday? Yeah. Monday, like, your body is just it's in shock almost. Sun- uh, Sunday nights are just a disaster for me yeah. every single week. I agree yeah. with that. The Sunday scaries became a very real thing for me. The yeah. Sunday uh, When this show started, yes. Hey, scaries. That's the thing. I didn't invent that term. All right, welcome into Social thing. Studies, everyone. Yes. Just one more thing on that. If you ever have a bad night's sleep on the weekend... It's the worst because it feels like you wasted a time to actually like sleep well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 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 if you really are, if you're in the midst of one of those bad nights of sleep on the weekend, at least you can tell yourself, I don't need to get it's up. True, it's less and stressful, then you, right? And then you remove all stress, and then you fall asleep. Thank you very much. There's your advice. Oh, you're see? a sleep therapist, Doctor Dan Bickley. See, see. Yes. Uh-huh. Man, we cover all the topics here uh, on Social man, Studies. Yes. We do it every day at 9 o'clock here on Bickley and Murata somebody mornings. at every base. Yeah, we do. Bases are full. Here's the 3-2. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Hopefully you are following us, but if you are not, come join the fun. Please. We're a good time. Uh, the Phoenix Suns won again. Eight straight wins. And uh, Vince said at the top of the show, it almost gets boring how often this team wins almost so we're starting with this open-ended question what specific thing most impresses you about this phoenix suns team ah wow for me it's just the day in day out approach how how importantly they treat everything they do Hmm. and that includes all 82 games apparently Right. Yeah, I would I would say their connectivity. I've never seen a better chemistry in the history of sports. Yeah, wow, that's yeah, quite in the history of quite sports. A I, I can't think of a team that had better chemistry than this one. Uh, to that point, social studies class clown says the lack of ego individually. Players are not out to quote unquote get theirs. The lack of ego individually, yet enormous ego as a team. Do not show them disrespect or they will crush you. Yeah. That's well said. Brian Barger says he loves that they have the giant gas pedal that they can hit whenever they need to. And Captain adds, and at these gas prices. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Jordan Kuda says, I don't know if the Suns are playing with their food, but they have the impressive ability to land the knockout punch in crunch time. Uh the Suns fan, DA Suns fan, says they never hang their heads and accept defeat. That's so true. It, has there been any game this year where you can tell that they've just backed off and been like, ah, no, this one's not happening for us? No. Yeah, that's a great point by the Suns fan. Again, very rare in mm-hmm. today's NBA. Totally. I haven't seen a team with chemistry this good since Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, uh, babe. Babe. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's a literal one. <laughs> Sunny Moon, the specific thing that most impresses Sunny Moon about this team is the PA announcer. 
Oh, yeah. He couldn't oh, agree yeah. more. Oh, boy. He's all right. He could not. I don't know if he's championship caliber. Right. But those, well, he's going to have to be. Yeah, those two games earlier in the year when that guy filled in for you. Those were <laughs> highlights. Kick a man when he's down, Jerry. Right. Kick a man. All right, let's move on to our next question. Oh, boy. Everybody still is talking about the Will Smith-Chris Rock moment from the Oscars last night. Uh in case you somehow missed it, Will Smith took a swing at Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars because Chris Rock made a joke at the expense of Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, and her appearance. So uh, it got heated. It got heated. Some words were exchanged. All of that said, open-ended question, specifically in the sports world, what is the craziest, most holy bleep, I can't believe that just happened moment in sports? Uh, I can uh, I can tell you t- a couple off the top of my head. Um, I covered the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield fight, and that was a holy bleep. I can't believe that just happened. That's right up there. <laughs> so right, yeah. you were there. I was there. So wow. in real time, did you could you like did you know what was happening? No, you just saw but- Evander stomping around. How long did it take you to figure out? Did, like a oh, buzz go around, like is, oh my god, he just bit his ear off. When Bick got hit by ear shrapnel <laughs> at the <laughs> ringside, <laughs> tastes like. Crawlage. I gotta tell you something. The first time I ever covered a boxing match ringside, literally ringside, was you remember when Mark Gastineau tried to be a boxer? Yes. So I was sent down to this little ring in Hammond, Indiana, and I'm sitting ringside. Somebody threw a punch that hit him so hard, the sweat from him landed on me. Ooh. And I thought, I don't like these seats anymore. <laughs> I, don't want the, I don't want these seats anymore. There's a whole bunch. of Which ones you got, Vinny? Um, when Monica Sellis got stabbed oh. on the court by Gunther Parch. What was he? <laughs> I always got a kick out of Gunther Parch's uh, occupation. He was an unemployed lathe operator. <laughs> oh, was he? <laughs> yes. Uh, that was up there. Um, the boxing match where the guy flew into the ring. Remember? When oh, he, Fan Man. Fan Man. He flew into the ring. That was crazy. Oh, uh, listen. I was in Soldier Field the night that that, uh, that dude jumped out of his seat. You were catch- there, too? I was there, too. Goodness gracious. Yes, I was there, too. I'm like, Forrest Gump. You're say. like Johnny Cash. You've been everywhere, <laughs> yeah, man. I have, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Michael Pantazis was the guy's wow. name. Wow. There's we a lot of good ones. Pantazis about- and Parch in the morning. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> How about this one? Malice at the Palace. Oh, good. I wasn't there for that one. But that Holy was something bleep. that happened where, where after it happened, just like the thing last night... All you wanted to do was talk about it with people yeah. and be like, can you believe Did that you just see? happened? Yeah. That, but people were saying, people were comparing what happened last night at the Oscars to other events that just were great Twitter events. Mm-hmm. Malice in the Palace predated Twitter. Could you imagine what Twitter would have been like? The only thing that would have worked against it was that was on a Friday night. Can you imagine the think pieces? The think piece threads. Oh, yeah. Who would have? <laughs> Who's to blame, really? Unroll this. Noah Emery. <laughs> Right. Noah Emery says it's got to be the Mike Tyson ear bite. That was surreal. Uh, Captain submits. Why? From Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> yes, oh, that's that a great a- one. Uh, Danielle Haney says the Janet Jackson peekaboob sort of sticks oh, out. Yeah. Oh, that's- Pun intended. <laughs> that's good. I'd never heard that. I've before. never heard that. I was just that's pretty the good. Same thing. That's I, so why haven't we heard? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. 
And then uh, Nolan Ryan beating up Robin Ventura for charging oh. the mount. <laughs> How about anybody who was sitting around watching the Rockets play the Knicks in the NBA Finals and the O.J. Card chase came so up? That's, oh, yes. That's sports that adjacent, but that's another one where, like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe this is happening. Right. Yeah. Split screen NBA Finals. Gosh, so wild. Unreal. And it turns a young Bob Costas. That a, uh, a a white Ford Bronco going down a freeway in Los Angeles at 11 miles an hour was more interesting than <laughs> yeah. the NBA Finals right. that year. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, sticking with the topic of Will Smith and Chris Rock, which celebrity of these four and frequent butt of Jarrett Carlin's jokes would you most like to see turn around and give it to Jarrett once? Andy Reid. Nobody has more of a frequent butt than Andy Reid. Stop. Adam Silver, Shane Doan, or Archie Bradley? I wish there was a fifth choice for all of the above. (laughs) Plenty (laughs) of people said that. Yeah. Who would you go with? Who do you want to see take a swing at, Jarrett? Doner. Because we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. He was leading early, and I was like, are people voting for this just because they know it could actually happen? I voted for Donut. <laughs> do, do you guys remember during the pandemic that, that that actually became a thing? That it was that slapping contests? You remember that? Yeah. You oh, have yeah. to brace yourself, and then somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yep. Uh, I vote for Andy Reid just because he's been such a frequent target. Yeah. Jarrett, who would you like to have slap you? <laughs> Uh, Adam Silver of those four. Okay. I feel like... Because he's the most spindly? Yeah, I don't think he has the most momentum behind it. Yeah. It's like those episodes of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns tried to punch somebody. Well, plus I think... (laughs) I I imagine his hand to be the same... Like, you know those things that you buy when you, like, trade in, like, two tickets at an arcade and they're, like, those, those, like, slimy hands and you throw them against the wall? And it, it, like... That's how I that's imagine you, Adam that's Silver's you, hand. That's Adam Silver's <laughs> yeah. grip. Yeah, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. That's funny. Uh, nonetheless, Andy Reid, 37% of the vote. People want to see Andy Reid take a swing at you. 26% voted for Adam Silver. 24% voted for Donor. Only 13% for Archie Bradley. Yeah, I should have. Re- maybe instead of Archie, I could have put Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Ooh, that could happen Another today. Two of them right. happen. That could happen in a few minutes. Ooh, right in. I did see him come into the newsroom. He is here. All right, I'll go get him. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. <laughs> I'll be right back. There's a strange tension now. <laughs> so, just like the Oscars, this is fantastic. Ooh. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks to everybody that participated in social studies. Epically underscore Murata. We do it every morning at 9 o'clock, and that's where you can get involved. We'll continue the Monday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata mornings. I think that it not only is it an evaluation, but it's also preparation. These are good football teams. I mean, you saw what Arizona did to us the first week of the season. It's a, it's a talented team. It was a fast team. We know how good Tampa Bay is. And so these are opportunities for us to prepare and, and also evaluate our team and you know, we have to, you know, with, with Bruce and Cliff do a great job of scheduling these practices and doing it in the safest, most competitive way possible. That is the voice of uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, whom the media caught up with apparently at Grand Central Station in New yeah. York. Uh-huh. To get it. No, that's at the uh, NFL meetings going on in Florida. Uh, Mike Vrabel announcing that the uh, Titans expect to practice uh, this training camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and in a separate session, the Arizona Cardinals. 
who will make the trek to Nashville, apparently, according to the uh, the reports that are out there. Uh, let's put it out there, too. I think we need uh, round-the-clock coverage, and I think the Bickley and Murata morning show is uh, uniquely equipped to cover those practices in Nashville this summer. What do you think? I'm going. I, uh, uniquely equipped? Absolutely. <laughs> you, didn't, you, you couldn't have said it better. I'm going to Nashville in... A week and a half. Are you really? Yeah. That's With, where your trip is going yeah, my, to? That's, we tried to f- figure out a place that was in between the side of the family from Maryland and us, and somehow we got a Nashville, which is not in between at all. But No, not at all. <laughs> Have you ever been to Nashville? Never. Fun, oh, you'll enjoy it. Very fun city. You'll enjoy it. And there's gonna, yeah, there's five kids under the age of five years old. Also, um, so that's not going to be. Yeah, that's not going to be so fun. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't matter where you're going. That's going to yeah. suck. Yeah, Jared, that's right. Make, make sure you pack your um, rhinestone white cowboy boots that oh, I'm sure you already own. Oh my goodness, he would, Nashville staple. I have a shirt like that. Yeah. Um, with kids involved, why Nashville? I have no <laughs> idea. They picked, they they found the gigantic like ten bedroom house, and and I don't know. It'll be fun. Okay. Okay. Different kind of fun, but sure. (laughs) We all Um, just got sad. We've talked about the the Cardinals have not had joint training camp practices since, and this is going way. Remember when San Diego had an NFL team back? Oh, I do. That's how long it's been since that happened. You were off covering the Olympics that year, but we went and covered, and that was uh, the Bruce Arians health scare. When he had the heart issue, right? Yeah. And... um, but they haven't had joint practice, and we've talked about that. You know, uh, you know the merit in getting ready against somebody else, mm-hmm. and I think there is merit if you can cut down on the animosity and the physicality. And Mike Vrabel made reference to that, to that uh, today as well, talking about how Tampa Bay and uh, Arizona handle their practices. Yeah. That safety won't be an issue, and we know what Bruce Arians' stance is on training camp fights. He's not for them. Um, but I think there's a lot of merit, so I'm, I'm glad the Cardinals are doing this. Plus, it uh, it breaks up the monotony. Well, it does, and and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I think we have seen very frequently football teams um, fall prey to delusion that they're they're practicing their players against their players, and you can go, wow, we look good, we look crisp. Uh huh. Well, yeah, unless you have bad players. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you don't know how they're going to stack up. So I, I think it's a good way to kind of really get an honest look at who you are. Now, you're right. There's dangers in that, um, you know, tempers can flare. But to me, the benefits of it outweigh the risks of it. And it's it's quite a departure from the first training camp of Cliff Kingsbury when everything was just, shh, we're not, we're not repping anything. We're not mm-hmm. talking about anything. Yeah. We're not showing anything. And that led to a five-win season. Yeah. Uh, how right. do you how do you measure yourself against other football teams? By height. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing along with you. You got it, bud. Uh, another Cardinal free agency flying the coop. Uh, free agent, I should say. Max Garcia, reserve offensive lineman, assigned a one-year deal with the New York Giants, who are uh, going to lose an offensive lineman, which is interesting. It looks like and, Will Hernandez Will will be Hernandez. on his way. But the, the, I haven't seen one update, one word about the proposed or reported visit of Will Hernandez to the Cardinals yeah, over the not weekend. not a word, huh? No, yeah. no. And, and I don't know what to make of it. I, I I think that, you know, the team has been very stealth at times in the past. So, you know, it might be good. It might not be good. I, the other thing about the NFL that is blowing my mind right now, have you seen these rumors about Tom Brady being traded to Miami? 
Why would the Buccaneers do that? Somebody tweeted that thus. Somebody that got leaked out and was being talked about late last week. Like it could still happen right. this off season. Right. It's like what? Like that's, that's the only thing Miami is missing. That feels like something that was like a fan created idea uh-huh. that somehow got like enough traction that it became like a real rumor. Even though I can't imagine there's any, like nothing about that makes sense. None. It makes sense that Miami would want him. Oh, absolutely. But otherwise, yeah. They've gone you know, all in on all the other parts of the team. Uh, Mike uh, McDaniel, the head coach of the uh, Dolphins, was asked about the Tom Brady to Miami rumors at the NFL meetings today. Mm-hmm. His response, fake news. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback... That's what, uh, what do you call it? Fake news was his response. So, again, we'll, we'll never know the truth. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson was introduced last week on Friday to the Cleveland media as the new uh, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns and lots of reaction to it. And during the press conference, Deshaun Watson was asked, why should people believe you over the 22 women who have accused you? Deshaun, why, sh- why should you be believed instead of more than 20 women? Um, I can't speak on, on what people's um, opinions are um, because everyone has their own opinions. But what I can continue to do is tell the truth. And that is I've never assaulted or disrespected or harassed any woman in my life. Like I said before, I was raised differently. That's not my DNA. That's not my culture. That's not me as a person. And that's not how I was raised. And for me, that's to continue to push forward and, and show people that who I really am. And a lot of people haven't met me before. A lot of people haven't spoke to me before. A lot of people haven't been in the same environment, environment as me before. And I want to continue to open that up and be able to have people, you know, Come to me and, and be able to talk to me about you know certain things. Look, I, I mean, who do you, I mean? It's it, it's the age old question in situations like this. Who who do you believe when it's you know one story against the well twenty two stories against one story basically? Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember when the details of each individual complaint and lawsuit came out against Deshaun Watson, and I remember saying on our show. The details of this made me want to just take a long shower. Like it was gross mm-hmm. stuff. But again, uh, the the law, the, the authorities, the law looked at it and said, "There's not enough here to to pursue criminal charges." No, yeah, you're right about that, and it's a real tricky subject to try to navigate because you do not want to be insensitive to to real victims, yes, of domestic assault, sexual assault, all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, Deshaun Watson is steadfastly proclaimed his innocence and a Texas grand jury says there's no criminal wrongdoing here, which which is odd to me when you get 22 different cases. You'd think there'd be uh, some level, one case that gets to that level. So I don't know. You, you, you try to be real respectful about this, but it, it's the the innocence until pro- innocent until proven guilty is a thing. Right? Yeah. And again, in review, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to play football again. He's going to play football in Cleveland at yeah. some point. Mm-hmm. I, I, and yeah, I, I was mistaken. I'm glad it's the Cleveland Browns that are dealing with this yeah. and not the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. That, no. Listen, that, there's there's something to be said for that because the way this whole thing is played out has been a little bit untoward in terms of him getting rewarded in the end of it all. WWE 2K22 is out now. Throw down with the biggest and most realistic WWE superstars and legends on PlayStation or Xbox. 
You can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com now for your chance to win a copy. Coming up next, it's Monday. We'll hand out some hardware. Uh, no slapping involved in this award show, though. We'll do it next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. That is right. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on 98.7 FM. I'm Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley and Vince Murata and Jarrett Carlin. And we are taking you through the final half hour of this show, starting out on our website, ArizonaSports.com, for today's poll question. Guys, what does the Cattell Marte extension with the Diamondbacks mean for the team? Three options. They can get into the playoffs now. He will get traded or the rebuild starts with him. I haven't looked at the results. I'm guessing this might be one of the few times in the history of the Sanderson Ford poll question that one of the responses could have 0%. Yeah, that'd be the top one. (laughs) That'd be the top one. (laughs) Okay. Where B and C might, you, you could make a strong case for either. Yeah, I mean... We talked about the trade possibility very early in the show today with, with the size of that contract. I, I mean, it, it seemed like that was less than what he could get in the open market. So that would be a really bad move by Cattell Marte's people to sign this extension only to get traded where he could have got more somewhere else. Right. So I'll go rebuild starts with him. Okay. A vote for rebuild starts with him. That is the most popular vote right now. Uh, 58% of our voters going with that. 39% say he will get traded. So we are not at 0% for they'll get to the postseason now. They're at 3% oh, for that one. There's still optimism left in the world. <laughs> I love optimistic people. Can't relate to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Thanks. Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata. Handing out the hardware. hardware. Hardware's our version of the award show, and it's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that will last a lifetime with Revitalize. Give them a call today. Schedule your initial consultation. 480-435-3557 or online at revitalizeweightloss.com before we get into the hardware. We can respond to this in just a bit. The Arizona Cardinals, according to Mike Garofolo, expected to sign former Giants guard Will Hernandez. Good. Source says the 2018 second-round pick reunites with Cards offensive line coach Sean Coogler, his college line coach. Look, okay. you, you ask for some movement, you get some movement. Yeah, Look at that. Yeah, right. That's that's That, I think, is an addition that you can say, all right, that makes sense. His numbers last year were not good at all. His numbers have diminished in each of the past four years. Yes. But but the connection with Sean Coogler does account for something. Well, and there is a pressing need at right guard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to build a palm tree and throw shade on this. No, and it's been really hard for any offensive <laughs> any right. offensive lineman to uh, have a standout year in in New York with the Giants recently. They have not had good offensive line play, so change yeah. of scenery probably a good thing. But Will Hernandez expected to sign, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. Vic, what do you got on hardware? My first award, Vinny, is the you had a better weekend than I did, kid, and I'm giving it to Texas Tech shortstop Kurt Wilson. Oh, man, that was my first one, too. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) He had an amazing weekend. He had a walk-off steal of home to beat Texas on Friday night. Then on Saturday, he had a walk-off grand slam. That is about as good as it gets, right? 
A walk-off steal I don't of know. home. What did he do on Sunday? Well, uh, <laughs> or the weekend. I, I don't look, know. I can look this up, but yeah, yeah Friday. And, could you imagine? I mean, the steal of home, the walk-off was steal go- of home, was great. Went viral. Yeah, it was fabulous. Um, Texas won the final game 12-1, so there was no Kurt Wilson heroics uh, in, in the Sunday game. But, yeah, it's still pretty good. Pretty good weekend. Uh, my first award is the Castellanos Award. and I had that one. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Great minds think alike, Vic. Clearly. Um, so the Blue Jays are playing the Phillies. Nick Castellanos is up, and the Blue Jays had an assistant coach who was popped for DUI over the weekend. So the broadcast is actually, like, I don't know, apologizing for him on his behalf, uh, but talking about this in a really somber tone. Here's what it sounded like. Jose gets a strikeout, and of course, Pete Walker was unfortunately arrested early Friday morning for driving under the influence, and he made a statement apologizing for his actions. Obviously, a very significant situation. Charlie Montoyo, his quote is, he said, the Blue Jays and I are aware of what happened. The incident involving Pete Walker, but we're still gathering information out of respect for the process. That's all we're going to say right, right now. So the at-bat continues with Castellanos at the plate. That looper, that's going to drop for a base hit. Castellanos <laughs> reached out and poked it into right field. Well, he picks up a two-out base hit. Castellanos has been aboard twice now with a walk and a single. Uh, there's uh, obviously that people so thinking great. of the Tom Brenneman example. Oh, yeah. There's another like example the of, this, to life there, yeah. of this happening. When he was with the Reds, there was another game against the Royals where the Royals were talking about uh, a, a member of the organization whose father died and he was a World War II vet, and they're going on and on about this guy's amazing life. And Castellanos hit a home run during that at-bat, too. Wow. It's uncanny. <laughs> How? It, wow. Wow. <laughs> There should be a sign, no tangents allowed when he comes up to home plate. And there's a drive, a long drive to left field. Well, I might not be doing this anymore. And there's a 4 nothing game. <laughs> Never heard of him. The O-Stop award goes to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, who touted LeBron James for MVP by saying, quote, he has he is as deserving for MVP consideration as anybody in the league. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 39 points well, just he, made a lot. Like, yeah, like I anybody, mean, anybody? They that's should create a new award for LeBron this year. Best old guy ever. Because that's, that's, what, he, that's what he is. He's having the best old guy season the in the history Bose of the NBA. Award. Best old guy ever. <laughs> yeah, that's it. LeBron definitely wins that award. Yeah. Uh, my next award is the Major Influence Award. Sarah brought this to my attention last week. I never got to it. Sorry, Sarah. But I do appreciate you sending me the note. Um, Greg Allman, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. Mustache. Not a mustache. Oh, that's the Allman Brothers oh. guy. I'm oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Different. Allman Brothers. Um, he tweeted out, this is insane. We mentioned that new Bucks guard Shaq Mason, his name is Shaquille Olajuwon Mason named after the two former NBA stars. Well, his new teammate, Bucks pass rusher, Shaq Barrett, was born a year earlier in 1992. His name is Shaquille Akeem Barrett, named after the same two players. <laughs> and now they are, they are teammates in Tampa Bay. And if you That's look incredible. at the, the popularity of the name Shaquille, 
It, it's all tied to Shaquille it's O'Neal? It's all tied to oh, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Uh-huh. That's amazing, isn't it? Because I, I think about that, too. Everybody in the last 20 years, 25 years maybe even, named Shaquille or Shaq is named after Shaquille O'Neal. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. And there are a lot of Shaqs in sports. There's a lot of people who point to the name Jalen and Jalen Rose as the you know the originator of that name. Like There was nobody named Jalen in the United States before how, the how Fab about, Five. How about the name Jordan? I know in Chicago, a lot of parents named their kid Jordan yeah. based on Michael Jordan. Kobe, a lot of Kobe's too. now, yeah. yeah. A, lot of ki- a lot of people in Chicago named their kids Wrigley. Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett. <laughs> Comiskey. Hot dog. Right, right. Hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Relish, sausage, <laughs> choke, <Pizza. ketchup. laughs> It's ridiculous. The LFG Award, Vinny, Woo! goes to Tiger Woods, who is not only listed still in the Masters field for the upcoming oh, tournament, no. but over the weekend he was seen golfing at a course in Florida, walking the course. There's a belief that he might give it a go, and I am so there for that. That will be great to see Tiger and Phil. No, oh. Phil. No, Phil. <laughs> Whoops. No, that would Phil. Be, that would be a pretty good return. Because the only oh. event he's played was that event, his own event with his, with his kid, right? Yeah. 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 I got one more. Uh, the Team Commitment Award. I'm giving it to Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. On his podcast, when talking about the inevitability that LeBron James becomes the all-time NBA leading scorer, he said this. Probably in 50 more games or so, 50 to 70 games or so, he'll be first all-time. And I can't wait to see that. And I hope, Steve Kerr, I'm throwing this out there right now. If LeBron is passing the all-time scoring record and we have a game, I'm going to LeBron LeBron's game to witness history. So that's what we're doing, Coach Kerr. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know that go over pretty well, huh? Wow. But it's one of 82 meaningless regular season games, right? Man. <laughs> there you go. There's Just hardware. Wow. We do it on Mondays. Our version of the award show is brought to you by Revitalize. Cardinals bolstering their offensive line and some other final thoughts coming up next on this Monday. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Going with uh, Foo Fighters from 2011 today with the rope because of the uh, tragic news over the weekend. Yeah. What a bummer. Taylor Hawkins, a great drummer, passing away. Young uh, guy. So 50, right? 50, yep. And we were talking earlier, Bic, about, and you said it, the Suns might have the greatest chemistry of any team you've ever seen in sports. Yeah. Foo Fighters always struck me as a band, and still do. As a, as a group of guys, as a band who had great chemistry. Yeah. Like, Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl truly loved being around each other. And one of their last, I, it might have been their last live performance was here, correct? Yeah, it was at the Innings Festival. Did they go, they did some overseas? Yes, I that? think they played in Brazil. Okay. okay. They but were in their Columbia, last American right? performance yeah. w- as a whole with Taylor Hawkins yeah. was here at Innings Festival. I was at that show. And I was, was kicking myself show. for missing it. Yeah. That's still a band I've never seen. Yeah, live. same. Either. Yeah. Well, same. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah, it is. But at least- and I don't know if you've seen the stories, but the toxicology report was fairly long. 
And he, he had vowed in a text message to a friend or just a text message to everybody the night before they were he vowed to take better care of himself. Oh. The night, the day, this is the night before he died. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. In Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there's today's song of the day, Foo Fighters with Rope. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Start uh, off the grid today with a little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia. It's a bit of a thinker. Uh, I saw a story over the weekend that Taco Fall, mm-hmm. who's got legendary stats, he's kind of a cult figure in basketball. Yeah. But he hit a three-pointer in a game, I think in the G League. You don't see normally players that size hitting Seven, threes. Seven, six hitting threes. Although Manute Ball once hit six three-pointers in a game against the Phoenix Suns, believe it or not. Wait, wait, wait. That happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the 92-93 season that happened, yeah. Um, so I got to thinking... The three-point shot is such a weapon. It is so ever-present in the NBA. Your question today is, what active NBA player has scored the most career points without hitting a three-point shot? Active player, most points without a three-point shot. Without a single three-point shot. This player that I'm speaking of, is 0 for 9 in his career from three-point range and has played since 2014. <laughs> wow, what a question this is. I don't even know where to start. I'll give you a hint. Big guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Known for defense. Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert is the correct wow! answer. Seven thousand four hundred sixty-eight points, and not one of them has been a three-pointer. By the way, uh, Bismack Biombo is fourth on that list. Wow, he is zero for three in his career <laughs> from three-point range. But there are still guys that don't shoot them. A very, very small list. But uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, the Cardinals making a maneuver today, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. Acquiring, uh, signing free agent guard Will Hernandez to a uh, contract. Don't have the details on the contract just yet, not that I know of. Uh, this was rumored. Visit happened over the weekend. This would be the third free agent the Cardinals have signed from outside the organization. Mm-hmm. I think of the three so far, despite the pro football focus grades, I think it's the best one. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it, I agree with that. It's an area of need. It's a guy who has started. And a guy who could be rekindled by working with a college coach, Sean Coogler, was very instrumental. Now, Will Hernandez, obviously talented, second-round pick, but Sean Coogler unlocked something in him to make him a second-round pick. And you don't see a lot of second-round picks out of UTEP, let's no, be honest. No, and, and again, if they've got that good of a relationship and they've worked together, that's a very good thing to have. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think this is a good signing. The Jeff Gladney thing might end up being a good signing. It might be. It might end up it. But, uh, again, giving him a start, <laughs> announcing him as a starter or indicating he'd be a starter is a little, is a bridge too far in my opinion. But at least this is some positive momentum, right? Yeah. Um, good, good way to start the week. Yeah. A little news on the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suns got another win yesterday, 114-104 to over the Philadelphia 76ers. We had talked about it earlier in the show. 
Is Devin Booker's MVP profile growing? I think it is. Will it grow to the point where he wins the thing? I don't think it will. But uh, one thing that is growing is the support that uh, Monty Williams' team is giving him uh, on the Coach of the Year front. Um, Jake Crowder saying uh, this about Monty's chance to win Coach of the Year. You know where I stand at. I was mad. I was pissed off last year about that. You know, I thought... He did a great job of just getting getting our team where it needs to be, um, winning games at a high level, and I think um, it was a little sort of disrespect last year. So you know where I stand this year. Uh, I stand behind our coach. I think we're doing a good job of just uh, he putting us in position to succeed, and we're doing out there and getting the job done. So um, I think it's, it's almost a no-brainer in my, in my eyes. It's a no-brainer who's the coach of the year. And for back-to-back years and that close last year, he didn't get it. It's most definitely he should get it this year. I'm wondering if the voters for that specific award, Bick, correct what was wrong last year when mm-hmm. we all believed Monty Williams should have been the pick over Tom Thibodeau. Yes. Or they just move on and reward somebody else under that same criteria. Because if they do that, it's probably going to be Taylor Jenkins from, from Memphis. Yeah, and and the way that that team has come out of nowhere, you would seem to be, that that would seem to me to be the more logical choice than Monty. But again, we're they, coming off a year when, when Monty got robbed. They were a playoff team last year, though. Does that diminish any? I mean, they were oh, a fringe, right. fringe play. They played their way in by beating Golden State in that play-in, and now they're the number two seed in the West. But, yeah. And where the Suns went from number two in the West to number one in the West. I, I fear that too many people are just going to say, well, the Suns were really good th- last year. They're really good this they year. They were an NBA finalist the year before. But they're not going to acknowledge that they played 25 games without DeAndre Ayton, that they played, what, 12 games without Chris Paul. But that's like, a GM thing. That's a depth thing more than a coaching thing. But I agree. Well, I, I agree. I agree with you. I would like Monty to have this. I think Monty deserves a coach of the year award. So don't don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying that it is hard to build a case this year when he didn't get it last year. But I would Ayton, like him to get it. Did you yeah. hear what DeAndre Ayton said? When he's going to Mars. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I got news I, I for you, be- DA. You're already there. I, I was going to say, I believe him. <laughs> yeah. That, that right? I believe. Yeah, that, right. Exactly. Here, here was Devin Booker talking about Monty Williams uh, and the coach of the year possibilities. It wasn't enough last year. Um, I mean, we talk about it as a team all the time. You guys have heard us say it. Like, we celebrate everything. Um, and something like that, coach of the year, that's monumental. Legacy. You know what I'm saying? That's legacy stuff. And, you know, to be cheated out of that, um, it's tough, man. Like, people have kids, you know, Coach Monty has family that, you know, all enjoy that. We've seen them all at All-Star Weekend running around. You see the joy and, you know, the smiles on their faces. And it's not like we're pulling for him and he doesn't deserve it. Right. You know, once he earned it, then he should get it. Um, and, and I don't think it's much of a conversation this year. It should be pretty much locked in. But, you know, you, you never know how this league is. And Monty Williams told a great story over the weekend on last year being in his office with the door open while the announcement was being made just by happenstance. And he heard the reaction of the players outside the office reacting to it and how much that meant to him. And he said that that meant more than winning yeah. the award itself. Yeah. But that's, again, another testament he, to what they have built. Yeah, he does deserve I an agree. award. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> How about he takes Will Smith's Oscar? <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> That's good. Right. Give him a Grammy. Give him the EGOT. Yay. Right. Yeah. Give him the Peter Lissagor Award for journalism. 
<laughs> you went deep on that uh, one. Uh, That's going to do it for us on this Monday. Thanks to Dave Damashek for joining us. Thanks to you for joining us as well. We'll catch you again tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. See you.